Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. And uh, as Dennis Michelson from Race Talk Radio would like to say, a little bit of an extra slice this weekend since we only had a one-hour show over the year. And a lot of news this week, and uh, the big news happenings that happened on Friday was the announcement of uh, the ARCA series being purchased by NASCAR. And it leaves a lot of a, a lot of questions, and uh, I've always been a fan of the ARCA series, and someone popped into my head. I said, I want to get his opinion because uh, I, th- I think uh, he sees it from maybe a, a different side than a lot of other people may see the series from, and that would be uh, Rick Tackman Jr. Rick Tackman, of course, uh, from Waukesha, Wisconsin, mid-American stock car driver and also a part-time driver in the ARCA series, and he joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Welcome to the show, Rick. Oh, thank you for having me on, Steve. Jeff, it's great being here. And, uh, yeah, this was kind of a, I didn't hear any rumblings of this. And then on Friday it was it was announced that NASCAR is buying the ARCA series. And then once you, you, know, you heard the news, it was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. I guess I'm surprised it hasn't happened earlier, aren't we? You could say, yeah, we're surprised it hasn't happened earlier. But what you got to look at is NASCAR – has owned half of ARCA for a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that, but John Markham and Bill France got together and they needed a feeder series. They needed something a little more local, keep the guys from having to travel 50 races a year like NASCAR was doing in the 50s. So it was a natural fallback for NASCAR, something that they could help out the smaller guys, get some more seat time, run longer races, but not quite as long as NASCAR. Now, I know that they said that the uh, the plan is to keep the schedule the same through next season in the ARCA series, and I know that ARCA runs uh, around eight or so races at, you know, regular NASCAR cup tracks. How how much change do you expect in the ARCA schedule uh, once NASCAR takes over and starts messing with it a couple years down the road? That's the big question. Right now, with the eight races we have are great with NASCAR. The idea is, ARCA is you got a chance to go from your local late model that you maybe ran a 100-lap special during the year and then climb into an ARCA car, get to run 200 laps at Salem or Winchester or Toledo. And it gave you a chance to learn how to run a big, heavy cup car and make live pit stops. Yeah, I, th- I think if they change the schedule and we follow more cup tracks, the guys aren't going to get the experience at their track that they used to race at. Luke, Lucas Oil Race, I can't even talk myself, yeah. Lucas Oil <laughs> Raceway Park, um, Springfield, the Mile Dirt, the Coin, those are legendary tracks that we can't lose. And those it- were the mainstay of NASCAR and Ar- USAC and now ARCA have kept that going. Yeah, and, and that's what makes the ARCA series so interesting is going to those short tracks like Salem and you said back in the day, Dayton, and then the DuQuoin and Springfield because 
you don't, I mean, you don't see big, heavy stock cars on the dirt much anymore. And then those, you know, when they, when they hit the fair, kind of like the fair series, whatever you want to call it in late August, that's what makes ARCA really interesting. And I think that's the last thing any racing series needs to lose any of its uniqueness, uh, you know, and, exactly. I, and I think that's, that's the big concern from guys like you and I, who've, who've been fans of the arca series and and worked with the arca series in different different roles and you know wondering what's going to happen in 2020 i think once you get beyond the schedule that we don't have any control of i think the best thing is going to be is nascar can bring some money into arca Mm -hmm. they can bring the pay up they can make some more contingencies things that are going to benefit the drivers and the teams that are going to keep them around um, it should build more teams. Guys are going to go, hey, I want to go do this. Now there's the money to do it. They don't pay enough on the short track. That's why you see some teams have a different driver on the short track than they do at Daytona and Talladega. Mm-hmm. Because those guys are renting a the car. They want the, the Speedway experience. They're looking for a truck team, a nationwide team, to spot them and say, we're going to give you a test. They okay. don't see that on the short track. Right. So there's there's twofold things where the short track guys, they need the experience, but they can only do the short tracks because they can. it's a little bit cheaper. So now do you think um, if you had to look into the crystal ball and with NASCAR, obviously you got Cup, Xfinity, and Trucks will be one, two, three. But with the K&N East and West, how do you think it's going to shake out as far as, you know, four, five, and six, do you think ARCA is going to, since they're the, the newly owned, is going to be the lowest? Or do you think ARCA is going to jump either one of the K&N series? That's hard to tell. It used to be the Bush North was the way because it was on the East Coast. We got our Ricky Cravens. Um, I'm trying to throw a couple other names out that I can't think. All right. But then you had your Winston West, which gave us Derek Culp. Um, Chad Little, those were great feeder cities because they used the old cup cars, the old bush cars, and and the cup team saw that. ARCA was still more of a short track series, series that went with the speedways. They had short track cars at the time with different suspension, basically, up until 1998, I'm going to say. And then they went to the complete truck arm style cup car. Okay. And I think that's what stepped up Arca to be one step below the trucks. Oh, I think it's a it's a natural too because I've always said, you know, it, it's easy to explain the series to somebody that maybe isn't that familiar with racing as you know, the NASCAR Cup Series as your major league, and then the Xfinity Series would be like AAA. Uh, the truck series would be double A, and then yep. the ARCA series would be like single A. I think it, it it's kind of like a, You're a progression. Exactly right. It's it's a nice ladder system. The difference is nowadays we don't have the hand me down cars and parts. Yeah, how's that affected? I mean, uh, it was we 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 had Jim Tradle on a couple weeks ago, and we were talking, you know, the plus and the minuses of of the the you know, there's two engine options now, and then with the carbon fiber. Uh, bodies, which in some ways are, I guess, are better. 
because uh, certainly from the damage point of view and and they can be repairable if you know how to do it but uh, yeah. for for somebody in your possession let's say if you want to put together an arca car i mean is is that, is that something that's attainable i can't do it um in end of 1999 i bought a used arca car a roller for about $10,000 at the time that was the going price it had all the plumbing in it oil tank radiator, fuel cell was all in there. I had to put an engine and transmission and gear in it. I spent about another ten to $12,000 to put that together to go ARCA racing. Nowadays, you're looking at a $10,000 body, a $50,000 motor package, because that's the motor, the headers, the bell housing clutch. They... Ilmore has a whole package that you buy from them, and they want you to run all those parts on their engine. And nowadays, uh, transmission is about $8,000. I paid $1,200 for my transmission. Wow. Um, that's the problem is we, we're not getting the used parts from the cup teams. Mm-hmm. And that certainly gets into the budgets, and, and it, you know, it – it it's hard for the guy as I was saying you know earlier in the show where it was kind of neat where you would have a local racer that could maybe put together a package for one or two races even to get into the Cup Series maybe yeah. you know just just to get some Cup experience or or, or in the old Nationwide or Bush Series back in the day and then My hope. and then somebody like oh. you could even get into the Arca Series and and race at tracks like at Milwaukee or or whatever. Yeah, my whole plan was to buy a car run a handful of ARCA short tracks, have them watch me say, yeah, Rick, you're doing good. You can come to Chicago, Mm -hmm. okay? Run it in Chicago land, get some speedway experience, learn about these cars. And when I had the money, buy another used cup car that was maybe a year old and then go try to make a race at Martinsville or Bristol for the cup race. Mm -hmm. That's what guys used to do. Now we can't. There is no crossover. Hmm. That's I mean, certainly back tough. Back in the 90s, a guy named Delma Cowart oh, yeah. used to come down to Daytona with one Thunderbird, white and green, number zero. He'd run the ARCA race. If he finished the ARCA race in one piece, he'd roll it through cup tech, change the tires, and go out and try to qualify for the cup race. And he'd run the 125 on Thursday, back when the 125 counted for something. And sometimes he'd put it in a show and get to run the cup race with the same exact car. Uh, and then some sad news I, I, I want to mention is uh, I mentioned earlier with uh, James Hilton passing away, sadly, in a traffic accident. Him and his son were killed on the way back from Talladega uh, when they were running Brad Smith in the car. And Rick, Rick and I were actually spent a weekend together uh, working with Eddie Sachs Racing with a USAC Silver Crown team at yeah. IRP, and we were sharing the track with the with the ARCA series. And James Hilton was actually we were sharing pits with uh, James Hilton, weren't we, Rick? Yes, we were. And uh, it, and it, it was a neat deal. I mean, at the time, James was probably pushing. Was it by? I'm thinking seventy, right? And oh boy, th- that was 2011. Yeah, or maybe so even seven or- years ago, so mid 70s. Yeah, and and we were shocked, and 
not shocked, I should say, but just surprised at how good he looked. And, and he was in such good shape. I mean, I saw him in 94 when he attempted to make the first brickyard when they had like 67 cars or whatever it was trying to get to the mm-hmm. first brickyard race and and he looked better when we saw him you know 10 years ago than it was when i saw him in 94 he he looked that good in shape didn't he he still looked good when i yeah. saw him at road america we were pitted right by him when i ran the last arca race um yeah still had the straw hat the cigar sticking out of his mouth <laughs> he was happy to be there and guy to put your arm around you and say, hey, Rick, how are you doing? Yeah, he was certainly a, a neat guy and the, the the king of the independence, as they, as they said back in the 60s when he finished second to uh, King Richard Petty in the points in 66 and was running dodges and whatnot early in his career and then later switched to uh, Ford Thunderbirds. And uh, didn't you uh, somehow have a, a Ford Thunderbird along the way? I ended up buying one of his uh, Thunderbirds end of 1999 uh, he had a guy, Greg Sarf, that was driving for him, and I ended up buying the car through Greg. And, yeah, I went to my first race at Berlin, Michigan. We had some tech issues, and I was struggling with the ARCA officials because I didn't know them. Mm-hmm. And James came up, put his arm around me. He goes, Rick, what's going on? And I said, man, it's just not going through tech. I'm struggling, and I just want to make laps. I just want to make the show. And he looked at the ARCA official and said, Hey, this is my old car. He said, let Rick run. (laughs) (laughs) And they went, okay, fix this and you can go. (laughs) Sir, that's a neat story. James Elton, and he was that kind of guy. There are so many people, not only in the Arca garage, but going all the way up into the cup garage that somehow had uh, somewhere along the line, James Hilton probably helped them uh, along the way, didn't they? Oh, I think he had a hand in so many people. Even if he didn't loan you a part because he was getting parts from some of the bigger teams, he was still there to give you some advice, talk you through a situation, help you get around the track, Mm -hmm. anything. Well, Rick, we certainly appreciate you spending time. We've been talking to Rick Tackman Jr. on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. And, race, and Rick, you're, you're of course, uh, still behind the wheel of a race car running in the Mid-Am Series. Well, where where can we see a run this year? Uh, we're still finishing up a car right now. We're looking at running a partial season. I think we're going to be at Cedar Rapids, Iowa, June 22nd. That'll be our first race this year. We're just cutting back a little back. Uh, excuse me here. Cutting back a little bit. And my son's racing a little bit on the dirt up at Beaver Dam. So we're looking to get him out in a couple of weeks yet. Well, that's certainly uh now the money pit starts when you get your kids in the race. Money, does it? What money? <laughs> <laughs> we spent it all long before my son started racing. Well, Rick, it was good chatting with you, and then we, we look forward to seeing you in the tracks here in the Midwest. Yeah, I'd like to be back on once NASCAR takes things over with ARCA and see what happens. It could be good. It's going to be a big change. Uh, I think it could affect some of the smaller teams more than anything. So we'll just got to see what's going to happen. There's going to be pluses and minuses. All right. Looking forward to it. That was Rick Tackman Jr., uh, mid-am driver and also a part-time driver in the ARCA series. You've been listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.